0: soul food I love soul food I love it y'all don't get it I love soul food soul food this stuff that tastes so good but it's so bad it's so bad so so get this I'm over here and I'm looking I'm like I like I said I, I like my soul food but you know I'm watching my figure I'm just watching it grow right now. And so I'm I'm thinking, all right, so so, soul food. What soul food joints do we have right here in Lakeland? Right? I I, I was excited. Fred's Market, that was one of the top ones on the list. Uh, Country Chicken and Fish. Y'all ever had that one? All right, all right, all right. How how many of y'all have ever heard of Soul City Catering? Me either. Apparently, they're a food truck that's bomb here in Lakeland. I I ain't never had them. All right, now, now here goes probably my number one spot, Wingstop. Also known as Uncle Apps. Also known as Uncle Apps. Yeah. I, I, I love I love soul food again. It's just stuff that tastes so good, but it really ain't the healthiest. Like if you're telling me you got a soccer game coming up, I don't suggest you go to Fred's Buffet and load up on everything they got. Or going down to the Golden Corral and eating all that cornbread. I don't suggest it. But after the game, go ahead and tear it up. Soul food. Soul food. It, it looks so good. It tastes so good. But it's not the best for me. You see, a couple years ago, I was in this sport. And um, in the sport that I was doing, it was very important that your nutrition was on point. And um, I've been eating all my life. If you couldn't tell, I like to eat. I've been eating all my life. Y'all been eating all your life too, right? Right. Exactly. We've been eating all our life. So I, I know how to eat. Knowing how to eat was the easy part. But I was having a hard time knowing what to eat. It made it a little bit harder. So what did I do? I got smart, and I I hired a coach, and and, and I had this guy who he was telling me what to do, what I should eat, how much of things I should eat, and he was really helping me out because the thing was, like I said, I've been eating my whole life, but I was not getting the results that I wanted to get. In order for me to get the results that I really wanted, I had to get someone who had more, more experience and who had already done it before so that they could tell me, exactly what I needed. See, I was playing this game of guess with what to eat. And he was saying, man, I, I'm not guessing. I know what to do. I know how to help you reach your results. Everybody say soul food. See, you and I, I say, everybody say soul food. There we go. You and I, we have to watch what we feed ourselves. We got to watch what we feed ourselves. Uh, how, how, how many of y'all, um, I ain't going to say a company's name because, you know, I, I'm an equal opportunist kind of an eater. I believe that all food is good to go down. Um, but have you ever ate something and it just did not sit right with your stomach? Uh-huh. Maybe you ate it a couple minutes, seconds later, you saw it again, not on your plate yeah like like, there's things that happen to us that may it it just doesn't sit right why because we aren't made to eat everything there are specific things that actually help you and i achieve the results that we want to achieve how do i know this because even in relationships i remember saying God, I just want to be in a relationship. I just want to be in a relationship. I, just want, I thought my life was an early 2000s R&B music video. Like, I just wanted to be in one of them type relationships, right? And then I found out that being in a relationship is very easy. Being in a relationship with the right person is very hard, right? So I, I, I can say I want some food. I can get you something that's going to go right through you, you're going to be sitting on the toilet a little bit later. I don't want that. I want something that's going to sit, taste good. I don't just want a bad relationship that's going to make me depressed, that's going to make me have low self-esteem, that's going to tear me down. I want a relationship that's going to build me up. See, there's certain opportunities that you and I can have that while an opportunity might seem great, if it removes me from getting closer to God, then that opportunity would actually be something that I would say that would be negative to us. It'd be something that will run right through a Social media can be something that can be so fun, but watch this. It can also be something that gets you addicted to something you ought not be looking at. We all have to watch out what, for what we are feeding ourselves, what we're putting on the inside of us. What are you feeding your soul with this soul food? Everybody say soul food. Everybody say soul food. Soul food. See, um, our soul is made up of three different things. It's made up of our mind, of our will, and our emotions. Everybody say mind. Everybody say will. Everybody say emotions. Our soul is made up of those three different things. And throughout this series, we're going to talk about the three different aspects of our soul and how they apply to you and me and how we can actually get better from it. And tonight, I want to talk to you about our mind, our mind. Our mind deals with our thoughts, our thoughts, our thoughts, Colossians Chapter 3, verse 2 says this Let heaven fill your thoughts. Don't spend your time worrying about things down here. Let heaven fill your thoughts. Don't spend time worrying about things down here. See, the reality is this you and I are feeding our mind every single day. We're feeding our mind for every text message that gets sent every note that gets passed, every TikTok message, or every TikTok video that we see, every Snapchat that we open, every YouTube video we watch, conversation we have, book we read, movies we see. Everything impacts us in our life. We are always feeding ourselves. So the question is not, am I feeding myself? The question is, what am I feeding myself? I have to make sure that I'm getting the right thing, because again, The goal is not to just eat anything. I want the right thing to come into my life. Let me ask you. I'm gonna tell you a quick story, and y'all tell me if I'm crazy or if this is normal. Um, I went swimming with alligators before. It's crazy. Why is that crazy? Why is that crazy? Why? Why? Why is that crazy? Why why? Have you ever been bit by a gator? No. Okay. Have you ever been attacked by a gator? Yo, real quick. Thank you. Have you ever been attacked by a gator? No? Okay. So then why are what makes what I did crazy? You've never it could have happened. How do you know it could have happened? Because somewhere along time. Although it never happened to you, it got fed to you that a gator could be dangerous. You've never had that experience before. It's not something you were scared of initially. It's not ever an environment that you placed yourself in. But at some point in time, you fed yourself a piece of content that told you that that could be dangerous, so you need to watch out for it. We are always feeding ourselves, and whether we like to admit it or not, we are being, uh, our lives are being shaped and formed based off of the content that we feed ourselves. See, here's the problem. The problem is when culture sets my mindset, when culture sets my thoughts, and then I just supplement my life with the Bible. The solution to how we can benefit our minds, make sure we're getting the right soul food, is when I let the Bible set my mindset, the Bible set my thoughts, and then I supplement culture. Because here's what I don't believe. I don't believe that as a Christ follower, we have to be completely ignorant to culture. That we have to be uh not relevant with culture listen i love fashion i love music i love things that are trending on TikTok. tock so I-, I i love all of that however i understand that just because it's trending does not mean it needs to be trending in my life just because other people are doing it don't mean that i gotta do it i'm my own person i take and choose what i like and then i disregard what i don't need but you and i we need to start validating what we allow into our life See, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12 says this, that there is a way that seems right to man, but its end is the way of death. You and I, there's some things that we think about that we think are actually right. We actually think that they're a good idea. Have you ever tried to pass a note during class on a test? Probably wasn't the best idea, was it? Now, have you ever tried to um? You may, maybe you've been in a conversation with mom and pops, or like you you was getting scolded about something, and you was just on your phone the whole time. Is being on your phone bad? But in the right, in the wrong context, it could be very bad, right? So we need to make sure that we're focused in on all things here. There's a way that seems right to us. But it can bring about death if we only use our own mind. Best intentions in the world, but it won't produce the results that we want to produce. Why? The Bible says that our ways aren't God's ways, God's thoughts aren't our thoughts. For us to have God kind of results, we have to make sure our minds are linked up with how He does things. We have to make sure that we add some of His soul food into our life. So here's the thing everybody say, I'm a VIP. I'm a VIP. That wasn't everybody. Everybody say, I'm a VIP. There we go. You're a VIP. And since you're a VIP, your thoughts need to have VIP. Since you're a VIP, your thoughts need to have VIP. VIP, we're going to use that as an acronym for tonight to talk about three things. The first thing that we need to do in this acronym what's the first letter in VIP? <laughs> it wasn't a trick question. Good job. The first thing that you and I got to do in order to have this soul food, this good thing for our mind is number one, we have to value the Bible. We have to value the Bible. I didn't, I didn't say we should. I didn't say that we need to. No, we have to value the Bible. If we're going to have something that's actually going to sustain us, if we're going to actually have something that's going to benefit our lives and not just be something that we eat it and it just passes straight through us, and I feel worse now after eating that part of content, you and I, we get a hold of this, we start valuing this, and our life will never be the same if we truly Value it. You see, I value this book not because it's a book. How many of you know there's a lot of those? School, probably shouldn't say this, but it's the truth. When I was in college, I read one and a half books. I'm not playing. I'm not saying to do it. Make sure you read. I read now. But when I was in college, I did not read a lot of books. I was able to pay attention in class and then be done. Here's what I know. Books are beneficial, but not every, books don't have the power to change my life. They can edit it. They can modify it. They could do some things. So there's nothing special about a book, but the difference is who's the author of the book? The author validates the book. I will read a book not because of the title, but because who wrote it. Same thing when it comes to a song. I'll listen to a song based on who's the artist. There's some artists that I like. There's some artists that I don't. If I find out an artist that I like drops a new song, I'm going to go listen to it. Why? Because I love the author. I like the author. It's because God is the one who gave us this book that tells me that I need to value this thing. With my life. Again, there's a lot of books, there's a lot of different authors that can help your life, but the Bible is the only one that can actually change your life. It's the only one that can bring about change. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8 says this The grass withers, it starts to die. The flowers fade, they, they, they start to die. But the word of God will stand forever. No matter what season it is, I, I, if you look at my backyard right now, my grass is dead. My grass is dead. And, I, and I've tried putting out a little, like a little sprinkler thing. I've tried putting out a whole bunch of different things. But the reality is my grass is dead. And it's the season that it comes in. During the summertime and the fall, my grass look beautiful. But then come winter and spring, it, it's still kind of dead. And the great thing about what this verse is saying is, it doesn't matter what season of life you're in. If you're in middle school, if you're in high school, if you're about to go to college, if you're starting a job, if you're in a, if you're dating, if you're single, if you're confused, it don't matter. The Bible will stand for any test that you and I put ourselves in. No matter the season, we'll be good with the Bible. Um. So when I was in school, um. I used to have this question, like, I, I, how many of y'all like online school? You like online school? You like online school? You like online? Okay. I didn't like online school. I wasn't smart enough to teach myself. Like, you know, online, like, you almost got to teach yourself. I'm, I'm a visual person. I have a lot of questions. It takes me a minute to get things. I'm slow, but I get there. And uh, I, I, I the online school wasn't, wasn't the thing for me. Um, So I remember being in, in, in class whenever I was in high school and And I had some buddies that was always complaining about why we got to go to class, why we got to be in school. It's like, bro, I don't even know what you're complaining about. You ain't got no other option. And so we get this whole idea of being in class and having a teacher. I asked my buddy one time, I said, hey, bro, why don't you just teach yourself? You don't like to to go to school? Drop out, teach yourself, get your GED and be done. There, There is an option for that. But the reality is, at some point, you and I need an outside perspective in order for us to learn something new. If I could teach it to myself, I would have done taught it to myself already. I have to have something, someone from the outside in order to pour into me. And that's exactly what happens whenever we start valuing the Bible. When we value it, I use it in order to look at my life, start correcting, start shaping what happens. See, God's opinion should have the most value in your life, he knows what's coming up ahead. Just like the teacher who's getting you ready for your next test, they're not teaching you what's gonna be in two or three tests right now, they're teaching you what is next, why? Because. You'll have plenty of time to learn later lessons. Right now, it's important for you to know the next test that's come to you. That's exactly what God does. God doesn't need to show us what's going to happen five, six, seven years down the road because he's worried about helping us with the test that we're dealing with today and the test of tomorrow and the test of those people at Walmart and the test of that girl at school that won't let you sit at the table at lunch no more and all these different tests that you and I run with, God gets us ready for those in Hebrews chapter 4, the Bible says the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. It is something that will penetrate straight through us directly where we need correction and where we need our life to be enhanced. God wants to enhance us, but the first way that he's going to be able to do that with our VIP mindset is it's going to take us valuing the Bible. The second thing that we're going to have to do is we're going to have to implement the Bible. It's one thing for me to value the Bible. It's one thing for me to be able to say, "Yes, this is such a good book. I just love it." Like it, it, it's one thing to say that. It's a whole other thing to practice what you preach. I couldn't stand when I was in school. Had thankfully, like I didn't have this long, but like we had a substitute one time in PE class. Buddy asked us to run. He probably should have joined us. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I remember I was in this sport called bodybuilding. And when I was in the sport I was looking for a coach that I, wanted a, that, I wanted a, uh, that I wanted to have. And I get that a lot of people have a lot of knowledge and a lot of information. But if you're going to coach me, I want you to look like you know what you're talking about. If I go to take a vocal lesson, I expect you to be able to sing too. You trying to help me sing. If I expect you to tutor me. You better have better grades than me while well, I'm coming to you. I got C's and you got D's and I'm asking you to help me. Like, come on. I'm, I want people in front of me who are doing better. You and I need to implement the knowledge that we get, the value that we get from the Bible. Isaiah, or James chapter 1 verse 22 says this, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. Don't just listen to God's word. You must do it. Everybody say do it. it. You must do it. You and I, we have a part to play in this thing because here's the reality. If you and I truly value the Bible, then I will value it enough for it to alter my actions and me change what I'm doing in life. If I actually value the Bible, then there are certain words that I no longer say. Because it says it. If I truly value the Bible, then there are certain things that I don't do in a dating relationship because it talks about what I should do. If I truly value the Bible, then there are certain things that I add to my life. There are certain corrections that I add. Why? To, to make me worse or to make me feel like, man, I got all these things I got to do. No, to enhance my life. You see, it's funny. Uh, if, if you ever drive on a road, most roads in Polk County. You from Aubindale, Polk City It's a little bit different, but most roads, most roads of Polk County, um, when you drive, you see that there are lanes on the road, right? Right? Now, do those lanes keep you from actually being able to move your car over? No, but you stay in your lane. Why? To protect you. It's not that you can't get over, it's for protection. If you operate inside of these lanes, you'll be able to continue moving in the direction that you need to go, want to go the absolute safest. If I start getting outside of my lane, outside of the boundary of my lane, then that's when danger starts creeping in. When you and I get outside of the lane of what the Bible says, that's when danger has the opportunity to creep into your life, into my life. We have to make sure that we are implementing what we learn, what we know, from the Bible. Imagine if I gave you a $10,000 check. Who wants that check? I, I left it. Liz, I'm sorry. I, I left it. I, we had it signed and ready for you. Tell, it, the check would have bounced if you wanted to cash it, but we had it. Um. Imagine if I gave you a $10,000 check. You would not be richer as soon as I gave you the check. If you know anything about money, if you know anything about a check, you have to go and deposit it or cash it in it's not enough to just have a ten thousand dollar check all written out i signed it it's nice and pretty i use blue ink so it can't be copied like I, like we made it all nice and pretty. it's not enough just to have it i have to do something with it same thing with our with the knowledge that we get from God it's nothing for me to have the information that can completely change my life for the better and take me places that I've always wanted to go but didn't, didn't know that I had access to it's one thing for me to think that it's another thing for me to actually implement it see when I implement it that's where the value actually comes in because just like with that check the word of God is that. It adds value. It enhances. It allows us to do things that we could have never done before. But if I don't implement it, it's like a check that's just sitting on the table, has all the potential to do something, but that it has nothing in its reality. See, the Bible has the opportunity to change our lives, but we can't. it can't change us unless we start doing something with it. Psalms 199 verse 9 says this. How can a young person stay pure? By obeying your word. He was talking about how can a young person stay pure? God, by obeying your word. There is some action that it takes for you and I to get the right soul food in our life to get the right thoughts and the right mindset in our life. It's going to take us implementing what we get from the Bible. So the first thing in VIP was what? We got to value the Bible. The second thing was we got to, implement the Bible and the third thing is this we need to pursue the Bible we need to pursue it so first I value the Bible and because of the value that I have in the Bible I value it enough to actually apply it to my life so I'm going to I'm going to implement it and then after I implement it I need to repeat the cycle and start continuing to pursue the Bible See, we need to pursue the Bible every day, not just once a week, not just on a Wednesday night, not just on a Sunday. It's funny, if I told you to go to work one day a week so that you can become a millionaire, do you think it, uh, it would take you a long time to be a millionaire? Yeah, right? Like, like if I'm getting paid like, uh, like $10 an hour, $9 an hour, $10 an hour, and I work one day a week, it would probably take me a little while to accumulate all the wealth that I want to have, Right? If that happens with money, then why shouldn't that be the same principle when it comes with God's word? I want to go to a certain point, then I need to make sure that I'm investing in this word. I need to make sure that I'm pursuing it. And next to this chapter 16, there's this story of Moses. He just led the Israelites out of slavery and they're walking in the wilderness. And as they're walking in the wilderness, um, the, the Israelites, they started complaining, talking about, man, Moses, you took us out of uh, the, you took us out of Egypt. We was in slavery, but even though we was in slavery, bro, we had some food that we could eat. Like we were still doing straight. Like yeah. We had to do stuff for all these other people, but Buddy was eating, like I was eating them. I was having collard greens every night. Like I was straight, all the cornbread, it was perfect. That's what they was talking about. They said, man, it would have been better for us to be in slavery and being able to eat than to be out of slavery, but over here in the wilderness with you, not having any food. Moses, he was feeling the pressure, like, man, these people kind of right, like I'm kind of hungry too. And uh, so, so, so Moses, he went to pray to God, And God started talking back to Moses, and God told Moses what he was going to do and how he was going to set things up. Again, this is in Exodus chapter 16, and basically here's what happened. Moses had that conversation with God, and God said this. God said, I will provide everything that everybody needs, enough food for the entire day. But any of the leftovers is going to die away, the animals are going to eat it, and it's going to burn up. How many of y'all like leftovers? I love my leftovers. Depending on the food, leftovers taste better than when it first comes out the oven. Right? Chinese food, exactly. Chinese food. Uh, Certain lasagnas, Thanksgiving turkey, it just hit different after the fact. So here's the thing here's the thing that God was telling Moses, hey, I'm gonna give everybody enough for the day. They can have everything that they need for the entire day. But as soon as the day is done, All that food is going to get taken away, and I'm going to resupply the next day. Why did God do that? Was it because he was trying to be stingy? No, he could do whatever he wants. He 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 doesn't have no limitations. Was it because he didn't have enough? No, God can make and create anything that he wants to. The reason why God was doing that is because he was saying, I want to always be your source of supply. I don't want you to think that you can gather enough for yourself to where you no longer need me. You need me every single day. And I'm going to do this little principle of I'm going to provide everything you need for the day, but I'm going to make you come back to me tomorrow. Why? Not to show that I'm stingy, but to show you that I'm one that you can put all your trust in, that I'm going to provide for you every single day. But I have to pursue him. Because in the story, there were some people who did keep some thinking, well just in case God don't do it. I need to make sure I have my little stash back here on the side tucked underneath the pillowcase underneath that underneath the mattress. You know right where you keep the cash at? Right there the tooth fairy money. They 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 had it right there with the tooth fairy money and the Bible says like the worms came and ate the food and the food was gone. Cuz God was serious. He said, "Hey, I I'll, I will give you everything you need." I just need you to come after me. You see, you and I, we pursue the Bible because the Bible is the written word of God. I've, I, my whole life I remember saying, I just want to hear from God. I just want to hear from God. Meanwhile, Buddy gave me 66 books and I wasn't doing anything with it. I want to hear from God. He's given us his word, I wanna know God's opinion, then perfect, start reading his opinion. I wanna see what decision I should make next, perfect. Read and see what the Bible has to say. We pursue the Bible, because it's the written word of God that has the answer to everything that you and I need in our life. Everybody stand to your feet. Again, God doesn't give us everything we need all at once. Why? Not because he's stingy, Not because he's being a jerk, not because he's being extra, but because he wants us to constantly have that relationship with him. Isaiah 58 verse 11 says this, The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. You shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. What does that mean? You can fully count on God to be the best version of yourself that you can be. It's nothing for us to have the potential of, they could be great in school, they could be a great athlete, they could be a great employee one day, they could be a great boss, if I don't do anything with it. There takes some action in this thing. Has your mom ever said, Oh, maybe when you was a kid, you was asking for a snack. For me, it was right before I went to bed. I called it a bed night snack. Uh, I promise you. It was either pretzels or cheese its It was one of the two. Those are still my go-tos. It was a bed-night snack. And and, and I would go to my mom and be like, Ma, I, can, I can get a bed-night snack right before I uh, go to bed. And she said, eat this. There's more where it came from if you finish this. Anybody else mama say that to them? Like, eat this or, or maybe it was with a drink. Like, uh, again, they started limiting my soda intake for a while. Uh, and, and I was like, yo, Ma, I can get some more soda. She's like, drink that first and then I can give you some more. But you need to finish that first. Anybody that ever happened to you, Mom, moms, you say that. Again, it used to happen to me. I, I truly believe God. God says the same exact thing to us. He said, "Value my word enough to put it into practice. Start doing. Start using." what you hear about me on a Wednesday night, what you hear about me on a Sunday, what you see about me maybe on a social media post. Start actually doing something with it rather than keeping it locked up in your brain. Nobody has done gotten a better in life because of what they think. We get better in life because of what we do. Get better at life, start implementing my word. Value it enough to put it into practice then when we implement the word of god we see how amazing it is you and i we're gonna want more god says hey here's here's some of me here's how good i am he he, here's how awesome i am i want you to do something with that and then come back and see me because i got more where that came from there's more where that came from my bag ain't empty i got a lot more that i can keep giving you and keep showing you see The way you and I get more in life is by constantly pursuing him, constantly going back to him. He's not going to run out. There ain't going to be no delayed shipments. There ain't no limited supply. God said, I have enough for everything that you will ever need in life if you come to me. Closing with this, Matthew 4, 4 says, but Jesus told them, no, people were talking, questioning Jesus about some things. And Jesus said this, the scripture says, People do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. You and I aren't living until we start obeying and putting into practice the word of God. You want your soul to get better. You want your mind to get better. We need to make sure we're putting the right food in our bodies. The Bible, Jesus calls himself the living word. He calls himself the bread of life, meaning that when we, eat Him, when we get Him on the inside of us, life changes forever. That being said, we're going to be doing something throughout this series here, at, here with Soul Food. Everybody say Soul Food. It's one thing for us to be preaching about, hey, we need to value the Bible, then let's implement it, and then let's keep pursuing And it sounds great on a Wednesday, but we want to help you guys and walk with you and actually being able to do this thing day to day. What can that look like? So we're going to do something over these next three weeks. We're going to have three different devotion plans that we're all going to be doing together. Each week is going to be focused on what we're talking about. This week, we're talking about our mind. We're talking about how to better our mind. They're going to go ahead and put this QR code up on the screen. And I want you to all get your phones out. Everybody get your phone out. Everybody get your phone out. Half of y'all. have it out anyways. Act like you're reaching in your pocket. And scan that QR code. If you don't want to do it from scanning the QR code, you can go to the link in our bio on Instagram, and you can grab it from there right now. It's up. It's the first link. And it's going to take you to an invitation with an app called the Bible app, all right? And while we do this, there's a seven-day Devo. We're starting it tomorrow. And while we're doing this Devo, there's going to be a big group chat that is inside of the app. It's not gonna send you notifications all day to where you get annoyed, I promise you. But it's gonna be a way for us to say, man, who's doing this Devo with us? I'm not gonna be perfect. There might be a day where I forget or I gotta do it late. But the goal is for me to number one, value the Bible enough to implement doing a Devo for one week while I'm pursuing God. And when I do that, I'm gonna be able to watch God pursue me right back. We're gonna have this on our Instagram, but I wanna pray over you tonight that we continue to, because we are VIPs, we need to start making sure that we VIP our soul food. Jesus, we love you, we praise you, we thank you. I'm so grateful for every single student that is here in this room. And God, I pray that as we're going through life and as we're trying to figure out what decisions are we gonna make? What is it that I'm gonna put inside my body in order to help me get to that next level? God, I pray that you help us to see the value of your word, that this isn't just another book, but it's something that we should take so serious because it is the key and the answer to all aspects of our life. Then I pray God that you help us actually put this into implementation. Help us apply this verse to our life where it doesn't just stay this thing that we think about, but it's actually something that we use every single day. And then lastly, God, I pray that you help us pursue you, that as we're doing this Devo plan, that you pursue us as we pursue you. Jesus, we love you, praise you, and thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.